0: Grace, peace, and joy be to you from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, him who is and who was and who is coming. The word of God which we receive this morning is from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verses 1 to 16. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. And that light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. This man came for a witness, to bear witness of the light that all through him might believe. He was not that light but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which gives light to every man coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own did not receive him. But as many as did receive him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God. To those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John bore witness of him and cried out, saying, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness we have all received grace for grace. So far the word of the Lord. Sanctify us by your truth, O Lord. Your word is true. Amen. What's wrong with the world these days? Sounds like a conversation you commonly have with your grandmother, eh? right? Sounds like a conversation where you could list a whole lot of things. Plenty of things wrong with the world these days, we might say. I think there's one thing that kind of... Tops the charts. One of the most, one of the worst problems with uh, our society. And one that really causes a lot of the other problems. That's the problem of fatherlessness. Broken homes. Children growing up without knowing, without having a relationship with their father. One has to be careful statistics, of course. They tend to simply prove whatever you already believe to be true. But in the case of fatherlessness, the statistics are so overwhelming, it's really hard to argue with them. The following come from the government's uh, website, the, uh, the United States Department of Justice. Children from fatherless homes account for 63% of youth suicide. of all homeless and runaway youths, 85% of all children that exhibit behavioral disorders, 71% of all high school dropouts, 70% of juveniles in state-operated institutions, and 75% of adolescent patients in substance abuse centers. These statistics not only show that growing up without a father can be a problem, but also that it leads to a lot of the other problems in our society. But we don't really need statistics to prove to us that this is a problem. God's word says it many, many thousands of years ago. Remember the fourth commandment? Honor your father and your mother, that it may be well with you and you may have a long life on the earth. In the fourth commandment, God understands how important that relationship between parents and children is. And he protects it. And he promises that where that relationship is protected, the result will be prosperity. Not necessarily that you'll get rich, but that you'll have a better, healthier, longer life in general. With that commandment, God not only directs children to honor obey their, their parents, but he also directs that parents should be worthy of being honored and respected and obeyed. And that doesn't mean that because your parents are sinful and aren't always worthy of that honor that that's a good excuse for children to disobey and disres- be disrespectful, but it is a reminder to us who are parents of our duty to our children. God's word reveals in that commandment that The parent who neglects, abandons, abuses, or in God's own word provokes children to wrath is just as guilty of breaking the fourth commandment as the child who is disobedient and disrespectful. God's word protects the relationship between children and parents because God understands just how important it is. The statistics are no surprise to us. Because God's word reveals that where that relationship is honored and kept and protected, the result will be a more general, healthy, and prosperous life. And when the opposite is true, when that relationship is not respected and protected, and the more so, the worse it is, the result will be a less healthy and prosperous life. God's word shows how important father-son relationships are. But God's word goes even deeper than that, doesn't it? Because it reveals to us that this is a problem not just for all those children who, through no fault of their own, grow up without a relationship with their father, but in fact that this is a problem for every single person who has ever been born since the beginning of the world. Because all of us are born not knowing our Heavenly Father. All of us are born with a broken relationship with our Father in Heaven and separated from Him because of our sin. It's not just a problem for the 71% of American high school dropouts. It's a problem for each and every one of us. Without that relationship with our Heavenly Father, our earthly relationships are doomed. Ephesians 2, verses 12 to 13 remind us, That at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ Jesus. What's wrong with the world these days? God's word is clear. The problem is that we do not know Our Heavenly Father. And without a relationship with Him, our earthly relationships are not going to work out the way they ought to. Those who have no earthly, or at least not a good relationship with their earthly fathers, often attempt to find replacements. They often attempt to uh, find a a father figure in in their teachers or coaches or, or somebody else. Our text today reveals that this is true of the world as well. John reminds us in verses 12 and 13 that without that relationship with our Heavenly Father, this world often looks for replacements. Notice what it says in 12 and 13. He gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name, who are born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. With those last three phrases, John is explaining how the world attempts to find replacements for God. For that relationship that it knows that it's missing through blood and through its own will and its own efforts. Look back on the history of the world and you can see how for many, many years, the world sought for a replacement father figure in the idols that they created out of gold and silver and wood and bronze. But, of course, false gods, idols that spring from man's own imagination, imaginative beings that don't exist and only do and say what we want them to do and say, are no replacement for a true Father who holds us accountable and reminds us when we've misbehaved and corrects us and teaches us how to love. For many years, the world also attempted to prove itself worthy, I don't have a lot of experience with orphans myself, but in the TV shows and in the movies, you hear that, you see that, that, that sometimes orphans think it's their own fault that they don't have a parent. and It's really sad uh, that they feel like if they behave well enough, then they can earn a parent's love, a adopted parent's love. And so many people in the world as well think that if they behave well enough, if they're good enough, our Heavenly Father will love them once again even if it were possible to earn our father's love, that would be no replacement for the true love a father ought to have for his children. The, as the Hebrew word chesed reminds us, that undying, unending, unconditional love. Even if it were possible to earn a father's love, that earned love would not be love at all, would it? For true love is not earned, but is freely given. As John reminds us in our text that we received it not by our will, but by the grace of God. More recently, the world has attempted to convince itself it doesn't need a Heavenly Father. That we are good enough on our own, that we are mature enough, that we are grown up enough, that we don't need God anymore, even if He ever did exist. And so doing it, proves that it's a lot like a preteen going through those years of struggle with their parents, thinking that they're old enough, mature enough, running away from home. What happens when kids run away when they're still too young? They generally end up living on the street, in squalor. This world is no different in its attempt to run away from God and its attempt to prove that we don't need our Heavenly Father anymore. It's ended up descending into sin and squalor. The more we try to prove that we don't need our Father, the more we prove just how much we do need Him. None of these attempts can replace the true relationship which we ought to have with our Heavenly Father, but our text reveals to us the answer, doesn't it? It gives to us the answer. He gave the right to become the children of God, not by their will or their strength, but by the grace of God. This is the true gift of Christmas. A greater gift than anything you're going to open today or did open last night or this morning. Not just the gift of a son, but the gift of sonship through him, that is given to you. Not just the celebration of the birth of a child, but the celebration that we have become, through him, the children of our Father in heaven. In our Wednesday Advent series this year, we've been studying, you've been listening to examples of relationships, earthly relationships, between earthly fathers and earthly sons. And how man's sinfulness often messes up that relationship and the the dire consequences that result. You saw what happened between Adam and Cain and the failure of Adam to be a good father. Not an excuse for Cain, but... And you saw uh, Abraham and Ishmael and probably probably most dramatic at all, David and his son Absalom. We think of David as a hero of faith, and he was in many ways, but he failed to be a good father. And again, that's not an excuse for what Absalom did, but you can see the consequences of his failure in his life and in his his children's lives as well. We've studied and seen the failure of earthly relationships, but now, today, we see the victory of the true father-son relationship. Not only the true relationship that, that the father had with his son, Jesus Christ, but the relationship that is now ours through him. Because our relationship with our Heavenly Father was broken since the beginning of the world in man's sinfulness, our relationships on this earth suffer. We know, we know how we have failed our children and our Father. We know how our earthly relationships are not what they ought to be. Our Father in Heaven has never failed us. His love is an everlasting love. And He sent His Son so that through Him we might receive the adoption as the children of God. We were talking about the Fourth Commandment before and how it protects that earthly relationship. Here we have now also the First Commandment. Because the purpose of the first commandment is to protect that relationship which we have with our Heavenly Father, which is more important even than those earthly relationships. You shall have no other gods. What does this mean? God didn't give us this commandment because he's a tyrant who loves it when people bow down and worship him, and he just wants more praise for himself. That's not the purpose of the first commandment. Luther reminds us in his explanation, we should fear, honor, and love God. That's a description of the perfect father-son relationship. That we should respect Him. That we should love Him. That we should trust Him. This is what God is protecting in the first commandment. That relationship that He knows is so important that we have with Him. There are so many... Christmas movies. Out there, there's a new one this year, Spirited, with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. Funny. If you want some entertainment, a lot of those movies are, are good for Christmas entertainment. But they all, every one of them, fails, don't they? Because every one of them is trying to express the true meaning of Christmas. That's what they keep talking about. And the, and to find the joy of Christmas. But they don't know the true gift of Christmas. They, they always make it about works, it do good works, and that's the, the meaning of Christmas, or uh, be joyful with what you have, and that's the, the meaning of Christmas. They fail to see, they fail to understand the gift that we should be called the children of the Heavenly Father. There's only one story, other than you know, Luke 2, other than the actual Christmas story, there's only one story which really gets to the heart which you really finds the true meaning of Christmas. And that's the parable that Jesus told the prodigal son. For there we are, lost, far away from our Father, living in squalor. Our Heavenly Father sees us. Remember, Yahweh, Yarah, He sees us. When we are still far off, He doesn't wait for us to come to Him. He sees us when we are still far off and rushes to us and embraces us and makes us again. The children of God. What's wrong with the world today? They don't know their true Heavenly Father. The solution is the gift the Father gave to us that first Christmas day. The solution for all those children out there who don't know their earthly father through no fault of their own is a true relationship with their Heavenly Father. The solution for us who maybe know our fathers and our children, but know also how imperfect we are as fathers and as sons is that perfect relationship with our Heavenly Father that is given to us by His love. First John 3, 1 John 3.1. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed on us that we should be called the children of God. Amen.